Thank you, sweetie. You are listening to The Mile High Show, episode number, what are we at, 206. Another special treat this week as we let Jim Sobo of the Howling Coyote Tour take over the microphone so he can talk with uh, two of the hardest working and best musicians in the area, Mr. Leslie Earl, not a serial killer lineman, and Dennis Bennett. Uh, Jim is taking his show on the road this summer for the Howling Coyote Tour. What's that? HowlingCoyoteTour.com, Jim? That's where you can find out information on there. And then he does his monthly show over at Mark's Beer Garden, including this Friday the 17th. He's nodding. Yes, I got that right. So you get to listen to an hour of conversation, a few songs by both uh, both Dennis Bennett and Leslie Earl Lyman, and that is them playing right now in the background. So uh, now you know why I do this show, why I do this podcast, so I can sit down and hang out with great musicians like this. Sit back, it's a great conversation. We get to hear how Les almost killed Dennis. Uh, he may or may not have a part in the death of Tom Petty. Uh, we're pretty sure he was involved in Dick Dale's death recently as well. It's a whole mess, so I guess we're going to have to change that moniker to uh, maybe he is serial killer sit back and enjoy episode 206 of the mile high show it is the howling coyote radio hour with your host jim sobo thanks for tuning in hey use that amazon link too so you can buy tarps and and duct tape and everything you need to get rid of a body like leslie earl lyman has done obviously many many times in the past Welcome to the Howling Coyote Tour Radio Hour. This is Jim Sobo. And for those of you that are not familiar with the Howling Coyote Tour, um, it is for the last 14 years, I have taken local singer-songwriters from the Arizona area to the San Francisco Bay each year and showcase them. We usually do about seven shows, a little bit of radio, and hopefully get a little bit of press. And recently with my d- dear friend Matt Santos have been honored enough to be able to do the Howling Radio the Howling Coyote Radio <laughs> Hour on um, milehighshow.com. So if you want to know anything about the Howling Coyote Tour just go to um, www.howlingcoyotetour.com and check it out. Now, um, in addition to doing the tour each year, I do a show here locally Every month at Mark's Beer Garden here in Prescott, Arizona, or Prescott, Arizona, if you're a local. And uh, we do the same thing. We showcase local artists. We have a show uh, this Friday, the 17th of May, from 6 to 9 p.m. at Mark's Beer Garden. And we are going to be featuring Mr. Leslie Earl Lyman and Mr. Dennis Bennett. And I have both of them here tonight. Um, Les, how how you doing? You've, you've kind of already... Uh, have introduced yourself and 
And um, so uh, Les, if anyone does not know Les, he's been here in town probably about the same time as me or maybe a little bit longer. Yeah, we've, been, we're, we've both been here a couple of decades. Uh, yeah, yeah, a couple of decades. Um, the first time I saw Les was with uh, Rochester, which was a, a blues band that's here, here, here in town. And um, just a tremendous presence um, in our, our musical uh, community. Um, uh, a tremendous um, enthusiast for local artists in the Southwest. And um, just wonderful influences. You have to hear him. He is soul, he is blues, he is rock and roll, he is country, he is everything. It's all mixed in there. It's just absolutely a wonderful experience. And then I have Mr. Dennis Bennett. And this is going to be a great interview because, Dennis, we're going we're gonna to kind of be introducing ourselves to each other. Um, and right off the bat, I'd, I'd like to ask, um, how did you get into music? I, I don't... I. Um, I've seen you down at the shows, and I know that you as well are a tremendous music enthusiast and an audiophile. Um, but tell me how you got introduced to your love of, of this art form. Well, it was my parents, just like everyone else. You know, they, they forced me into uh, playing accordion when I was in fourth grade, I believe it was. So that was, God, 100 years ago. And... Um, Started that, and you ended up with a trumpet playing, and got got into the trumpet, the bands. I, I got into drum and bugle corps, uh, bands. I was in all these marching things. What, in, in what the, part of the, the country? This was all down in Southern California. My okay. dad was a steel mill worker in Fontana, and mm. so I was... Uh, I grew up a surfer brat, uh, driving 50 miles every time I wanted to catch a wave. and uh, But that was kind of where I was at, uh, Fontana, and it was all just... That type of stuff, American Legion, stuff like that. Never really had too much um, exposure to guitar at all back then. And then I had some friends in Ontario that were in a rock and roll band. And um, so I started hanging around with them and getting into a little bit more. And it wasn't actually until I was 20 years old uh, when I picked up my first guitar. And I picked it up in, uh, believe it or not, in Spain. Yeah, I was traveling around. I was bumming around, hitchhiking around Europe for a year, and uh, I got my hands on a, a Echo 12 string, and uh, it's a rough guitar to start on. But um, anyway, that was my first uh, <coughs> guitar. I started doing a bunch of uh, campfire type songs, you know, cowboy chords, and and uh, um, I loved it. Uh, played for quite a while. I ended up. Uh, I've got some really good friends in the business. Uh, a good buddy of mine, Dale Spalding, he's the lead man for Canned Heat now, and and uh, got a few other guys that are the pros in the business that used to hang around with me, and we we jam all the time, and it was a lot of fun. But again, it was uh, pretty small stuff. But with me, I got into business, and I actually put the guitar down for 30 years. I just set it under the bed and never picked it up again. And it wasn't until actually this area it got me started. It was back in 2008. And um, my son had become engaged to this uh, lady um, who her and her two brothers owned a huge ranch up at the top of Williamson Valley. It was called the uh, Yolo Ranch. Uh, probably a lot of locals know it. And um, But anyway, they were up there, and, and I went up there to meet the in-laws, you might say, the future in-laws. And um, my daughter, who's a... Uh, Broadway performer, singer, artist, uh, extraordinaire. She uh, 
also came out from New York City and um, brought her a guitar. And um, so sitting around one night, I pulled it out of her case and I just started banging on it. And she says, uh, she told me something, just stayed with me. She just said, uh, so Dennis, how come you gave up guitar? And I said, uh, well, you know, business and all of that. And then she uh, says, well, why don't you play again? When are you going to play again? And I said, well, when I retire. And then she just looked at me and said, well, when is that? You know, because I, I was workaholic pretty much. And, and uh, so all the way home, it was that's all I could think about. You know, it's like, why did I have that guitar under the bed? And uh, so I pulled it out, uh, found out it was a POS guitar. And... Um, Needed a little bit of improvement there. I had a, a buddy that uh, had just moved in across the street, and he was a guitar player, and I said, hey, help me go find a new acoustic. And so uh, that's how it all kind of started again, and that was back in about, oh, 2009, I guess, about 10 years, 10 years ago, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so. Yeah, and um, what was the beach that you used to go to? I was at San Clemente, Brad. I, I, okay. There was, there was T Street, uh, Trafalgar Street, and... Uh, right down from the pier, and so that was our, back in those days, uh, all the uh, surfers, they had their own little spot, the click, and if you, you couldn't go to the other guy's beach because you get your butt kicked, you know, and, and uh, so that was our street, T Street, and then uh, I spent a lot of time sneaking in down at uh, uh, Marine Base, down below San Ofri, and, and uh, doing a lot of surfing down there, and then, but I surfed for a lot of years, uh, all up and down California. When you write these days, where what um, what do you draw from? Do you draw from some of those memories, or what? Uh, what? Well, I wish I could. I, I very truthfully, uh, I, I, I've been struggling with songwriting, so uh, I, I can't really comment too much on that <laughs> personally. You know, I yeah. I'm pretty much a cover artist at this point, and have been for years, and. Yeah. and uh, um, although I, I've been in bands with some really good original material, I really like that. Um, and um, I've been in a lot of various bands too, which uh, for me, it's like whenever I can get into something different, it's uh, I'm learning something new and uh, pretty cool. So um, yeah, that's it. I let miss, I, I met this guy over here, Lester. I, I have to say, you got to tell the story, man. Yeah. you have to tell the story. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, we were down. We were brick and bones then. Right? Yeah, brick, brick and, bones, and bones, bones, right? Which so is now Rickety Cricket. Yeah, which was, used to be Coyote Joe's and, and all of that. But that was about the era I came into town four years ago, and um, so Les was sitting in and he was filling in and he was subbing for uh, Garth Rollins. No, no, no Garrick. Garrick Rollins. Yeah, excuse me, Garrick Rollins. Sorry, Garrick. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> I like Garth better. It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm an old man. I, I got a bad memory. But anyway, um, so Les was cool. He gave me about a half hour setup on stage, and everything was really good, and I was having a lot of fun. And I stepped off stage to pay my tab. And we were in the back out on the outside, and uh, all of a sudden my world just changed. And uh, my wife looked at me and says, what is wrong with you? And I said, I got to sit down. So I went over and sat down and uh, started sweating profusely, and lo and behold, I was having a heart attack. And so uh, I pick up my guitar case. I told my wife, I said, drive me to the hospital right now. And uh, she uh, says, let's get an ambulance. Said, no time. Let's go. And uh, so I'm walking out the thing. And Leslie's walking down the stairs from the can, I guess. And uh, he says, where are you going, dude? You know, and I, I said, uh, I, you know, I'm sorry. I got to leave. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll talk to you later. So then immediately he thought I was a chump. You know, he said, no, I didn't oh, think he's... you were a chump. I thought I'd, done, I thought I'd offended you somehow. You know, I was like, I was like, because like the crowd loved you. The crowd, let's stick around, man. I'll get you because it was, yeah. it was a short, uh, 
It was a short, um, you know, there was, it was, there was not a lot of people there that night. And I was like, dude, get back up and play. You're really good. And then he leaves and I was like, what'd I do? Yeah. And so I, I find out, what was it? Two, like a week later. I don't know. It was like some period of time later that you'd actually like tried to act, die on stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, it wasn't very short time after that too. I saw Garrick and Garrick Literally again. die on and, stage. Uh, <laughs> like first that. thing he says, man, Hey, I got a defibrillator on the car. So don't worry. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that that was my introduction, like I said, back in uh, 2009-ish time to uh, Prescott, although I drove through the town in the middle of the night and never saw anything. Um, and then, uh, but uh, ever since then, uh, I've really been loving it here. I came for two weeks, stayed for two months, bought a lot, built a house, and uh, it was guys like Les that I've met in the area that uh, really solidified me and uh, made me want to move to... Uh, Prescott after I was living in my motor home at the time I had uh, sold my house up in Bellingham Washington and decided that uh, too much rain up there needed something drier yeah Les and I we had been we see each other from time to time and I think it had been almost oh maybe about a year since I saw you when we were on Matt's podcast yeah. with uh, uh, Darren and we started talking about Prescott and the musical community here and you know we all those of us that choose to live here this is a, a beautiful little mountain town it's uh it's about 6,000 feet up um from the Phoenix area and um it's kind of off the, the beaten path but you know what we found over the last 20 years being here is there's this cultivation of singer-songwriters here that you won't necessarily see in Flagstaff, you won't necessarily see in Tucson, you won't necessarily see um, in other parts of the state that just stay here. And and we've seen, if you, I guess you have to have the the um, staying power and the, um, the earnest love of both the town and music to, um, be involved in this little uh, community here, but um, boy, oh boy, the people that pass through, the talent that is cultivated here, to this day, we still get young people um, like uh, Sugar and the Mint that went to the Telluride Bluegrass Festival, a great uh, group of young players, um, and uh, uh, Kaylina Martin, um, just there's just oh still, yeah, yeah, there's still, you know, there's still, being blossomed here in this town it's just it's the it's the most wonderful thing and um it was totally un unexpected when i came here i i really didn't well, think I'm, i would I, I'm, in, I'm here for the long haul you well, know it's it's um this will be the last house i ever build and it'll probably be the last place i ever live and, unless they uh, put me in some place that i don't want to go like cuckoo's nest somewhere but yeah, ju just for the record like like jim's 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 dog is being a little little creep <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's, he's, like trying, he's trying, well, to, eat trying like, to talk he's trying he's to eat like the mic and my leg. His finger there aren't just <laughs> humans at, at the helen k tour <laughs> radio hour we will be changing our location to Mark's Beer Garden um, <laughs> at, at, at some point real soon. Uh, uh, my wife would really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, what will her dog do? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just an annoy my my other dog. So let's for 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 those of us that don't know, Les um, Leslie, uh, Les Leslie. Uh, let's dude. let's Gig introduce Gig them Gig through. 
music. Um, oh, if if you would do be so kind to to, to play a song, and then uh, Dennis, I'm going to ask you to to do the uh, same. Yeah, well, it's too bad I got to follow Les. That's the and then we'll is. and then we'll start we'll start talking about oh, just everything under the sun. I was just watching this wonderful documentary. Uh, is it r- running down a dream? The uh, oh, the great. Tom Tom yeah, Petty Tom documentary, um, and it just that itself just shows there's so much to being in this business and surviving this this and a band that stays together. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. All right, so um, thanks everyone for tuning in again. This is uh, on MileHighShow.com. This is the Howling Coyote Tour. Brady Hour, and this is Mr. Leslie Earl Lyman. up this morning I was all alone yeah my baby done left me with nothing but the bill to the telephone I run out the front door when nothing but my shoe yeah my baby left me with nothing but the blue give that girl everything I had for just about 15 years Now she left me for some other pick And I'm drowning in my tears I woke up this morning Didn't I know I'd been made a fool My baby done left me with nothing but the blue Some other fella and I'm drowning in my tears. Well, I woke up this morning, didn't I know I'd been made a fool? Yeah, my baby done left me with nothing, but I'm sitting here crying into my whiskey cup. Baby done left me with nothing but the blues. Baby done left me with nothing but the blues. God, that is just, <laughs> just 
right down to the soul, man. Right down to the soul. Yeah, that's a, that's, you know, it's, it's always funny how those happy songs, like you listen to the lyrics, they're sad. Some sad <laughs> stuff, man. You wake up and all your stuff's gone. <laughs> you know? it's like, how, how drunk were you when you went to sleep? I don't know. Was it? I, should, I don't know. I wrote this song, so I should know, right? So. <laughs> yeah, so just like I said, you can just hear it all there, people. You can just hear, hear, hear it all man that um obviously has uh felt it lived it and now plays it that's pretty right. badass on the guitar too yeah. i gotta say yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, you know like i think you know like one of the one of the biggest questions I always get get asked is why the 12 string and it's because i'm a huge fan of blind willie mctell who was another guy that like you know this he's a guy from back in way back in the day back in the 30s and he was like you know he, like that's that was his thing he played you know he played a 12 string and everybody else was doing a six and these you have to be kind of a masochist to like play a 12 string <laughs> because they're just sort of constantly out of tune a lot of like uh, a lot of guys are amazed that I, I play in standard tuning because um it's just you know like it, it's just a lot of pressure on the you know on the soundboard and stuff you know and 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 you know for working when you're working as much as like you do i mean Gosh, you know, I was like looking back at the calendar and I really, I don't really feel like I've been working that hard, but I think I've played, I think I've played this thing somewhere about three times a week for the last like two years. So, you know, I'm like, well, how'd that happen? How, how, how long have you had that one? Oh, uh, this one here. I bought this at a, a I got like a shameless plug for local business at Gray Dog Guitars. Um, I, like, um, 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 he, like, oh gosh, I always want to call him Addison. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude, but he has, he has such a, like, like he's a player. He's a really good guitar player. Um, he, uh, studied, uh, um, studied guitar repair and Luthery under, uh, Freddie Cisneros, who is a amazing a local legend, you know, who's like finally got his props this year from the, you know, the, the Arizona blues people. You know, and um, he's got a good ear, and uh, like I always like going in there and seeing what he's picked up that's odd, you know. And I, and being the king of cheap guitars, because I am, you know, I walk in and I see like these guitars he's got up, and I was like, "Wow, that's really cool, really." That you know, because I think it was, it was very reasonably priced. We'll put it that way. And I walk over and I pick this thing up, and like one of them, like this thing, and it rang like a bell. And I was like, "I got to put this back, or I'm going to buy it." You know, but I but uh, but I ended up buying this, and I bought uh, that that resonator I have um, out of there, and um, I really, you know, I I really had to, I really like had I'd had another twelve string previously, but it was a jumbo and not a dreadnought like this thing it was hurting. My, it hurt my shoulder. <laughs> it did bad stuff to yeah. my uh, my my uh, did bad stuff to my shoulder. But yeah, man, I love I, I love the beast. I love yeah, the thing. My it's, my dad yeah. owned a pawn shop later in life, and he gave me. A blonde twelve-string oh. Ibanez, and it was a huge body. Oh yeah, and the neck was just massive, <laughs> and it was like I, that was what I was supposed to learn the guitar on. And I I ripped off half of the strings and started playing it like a six-string. He's like, "Give that back to me. I can sell it for something." And, well, know, this this thing is actually uh, oh, give I'm me sorry. a six-string. Oh no, no, my bad, my bad. Yeah, I do that. I do that. My friends <laughs> put up with me. I really appreciate it, but I never have shame for cutting Matt Santos off because somebody has to. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt feels the sends that love right right back at you. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. We'll say like you, you got to get him while he's down, man. So Dennis, let's let's yeah. let's get you in the hot seat. 
And while Dennis is getting over there, um, for those of you that don't know where Mark's Beer Garden is, um, uh, Mark's Beer Garden in Prescott, Arizona is just off Iron Springs Road, and it's right across from the Shady Acres Trailer Park. So uh, <laughs> it's a hard place to, to miss. It's the only thing over there that's any, any, even, any semblance of entertainment. Look for the... Uh Huge parking lot of cars that are right. all circled around it. Exactly, exactly. And he, he smokes some darn good meat, so. Yeah, it sounds, looks like you found that flatbed there. So anyway, this, um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm more of a cover guy, and, and uh, but I, I really like to find a lot of different things that maybe other people don't. Um, and... Uh, I really don't want to be playing things that everyone in town is playing, that's for sure. But uh, I've, I've also got that little side to me, too, where uh, I'm kind of like the the different songs. And, and I'm, I guess I'm more on the dark side, too. I, I tend to always pick up those dark songs. But uh, this particular one I'm going to do right here is uh, one that John Prine wrote. And I think it was probably, probably was uh, PO'd at his TV that day because it, it's, it's a song about a guy who uh, is just really kind of fed up with his television and especially the way they turn up the volume on commercials, and, uh, which I think all of us have gotten kind of tired of that. So maybe you can relate to this song. I don't want your big french fry I don't want your car I don't want to buy no soap no washed up movie star You are so much louder than the show I want to hear With your sugarless gumbet I'm dumb and your non-alcoholic beer It's enough to make a grown man want to blow up his own TV Quit hollering at me I heard you the first time, I heard myself say, seems like that little woman's getting bigger every day. And you don't have to tell the neighbors, little silence ain't no sin. Yeah, they already think my name is, where the hell you been? Yeah, louder, 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 constantly quit hollering at me. Of nothing driving me insane Cause there ain't no voice that's louder Than the one inside my brain Hey you 
go on, let me be, quit hollering at me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 sweet serenity. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, quit hollering at me. Quit hollering at me. Quit hollering at me. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah, and the thing that's great about playing um, songs by others that you're either influenced by, uh, well, usually it's who you're influenced by or just who you respect um, in in the industry and when they're the kind of tunes that are off the beaten path they become your own and you get to turn people on to to great stuff that they probably haven't heard of I mean less you know as far as you're um, advocating Mr. McMurtry um, you know people need to know about him and 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 I, I would think everybody knows about John Prine at this point, but I would tell um, so. Well, a lot of a lot of people don't realize, like you know, like I mean, you don't hear a lot of like the stuff that we heard when we were kids, man. Right. You don't hear the protest songs. You don't hear, uh, you know, like it, like uh, he's like because you know, pe- like people uh, he, he when he went back, he, like he, he would go places and he would play his old songs. Like he would play, uh, like your flag decal won't get you into heaven anymore, or something like that. And he was just shocked and appalled that, like, a lot of the, the kids he was playing for were just, they got mad. You know, people got mad at him about this stuff. And he was like, I mean, you know, this is a guy that was, you know, that made his career off that kind of stuff, doing, you know, singing that stuff. So he was like, what? What? <laughs> What's going on here? So, so now what you hear is Angel from Montgomery or Muhlenberg County, you know, County. Or some other things. He doesn't really play his his angry stuff anymore. But to me, that's his best stuff. That that was like you know that uh, Sam Stone. Um, oh golly, um, hello in there, which is like uh, which is a, a a super poignant song about like you know what happens when you know when you get old and no one wants to talk to you anymore. Right, you know? the darkness, yeah, 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 yeah. the loneliness, yeah, yeah. and he's still on tour. Yeah, well, he's yeah, working, yeah, yeah. I just saw musician, he, man. he uh, for New Year's Eve. He was at uh, the Grand Ole Opry, and and his new album is extraordinary. Oh, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. There's yeah. like there's a bunch of guys that are like that. Well, that are now just sort of like I mean, they're sort of at the end of the trail, you know. Um, Willie Nelson's last album is absolutely phenomenal. I'll bet. It's really good. I strongly recommend you I'll listen bet. to it. I'll I was bet. like, wow, this is good. And I'm, you know, I don't know about the folks that are listening, I, I, but I certainly, I would say everyone at this table is an audiophile probably and um, just has a tremendous collection. I'm always fishing. I'm always out there just looking for new, looking for old, looking for different looking for unheard heroes, um, and especially from different parts of the country. I was lucky enough to go to Austin, and just Austin is like New Orleans. You just walk into almost any anything, anywhere, and you're going to see something that's just going to make your jaw drop, and, and you just, you know, it, just between the food and the music in those two places. Um, or the Bat Bridge. Yeah, uh-huh, right. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's not even, and Austin really is a, it's a shell of itself. 
Yeah. You know, it's a shell of itself from yeah. what it like where where it really got its reputation. Right. You know? Right. You know, it's like it's 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 going San Francisco. Yeah. It's very, <laughs> yeah. Very expensive. Yeah. I saw the um, Sophia Johnson, who's an Eng- an English woman from Great Britain who moved there because her dad used to play her Texas swing and now mm. she's like one of the best Texas swing oh. uh, guitarists in, in that town. Um, but yeah, it just goes on and on. So yeah, th- thank you for, for that, that oh, cover. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I liked it. Thank yeah, you. yeah, ab- a- absolutely. So let's, let's talk about radio and the way that music is distributed to us, uh, these, these days. Um, it's not, it just doesn't it's not the same as it used to be and that's why i wanted to develop a show like this and thank you mr santos for allowing me to to do so where you can actually listen to people talk about music play music um there's so much to what goes into a career whether it's small or large and there's so much beauty and color and sacrifice and blood sweat and tears um, it's just it's worth it's worth t- tipping your, your your hat to and 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 trying to find the nuggets and the jewels that are out that are out there. Um, so uh, less um, yes. What 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 radio station or stations did you listen to when you were first growing up that really just were like okay I think I understand this language. Oh wow! Like you're asking, you remember th- 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 those brain cells have been gone for, they've been you know they've, those, they've been gone forever. Well, what I like really, I came into um, Americana music like you know later on in life. I mean, I really started off. Uh, I think the the most the, the the one I listened to the most when I was like a kid growing up in uh, uh, Northern Virginia was uh, um, was DC 101, and that like when I was when I was in high school, man, Howard Stern was the morning guy. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was the morning guy. I like. I I was actually in like the the morning, the morning that like uh, the 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 infamous incident that like he he made a joke about that got him fired. I was actually uh, I was like working concrete construction at the time, and I was I was I was I'd been I'd just been on that bridge when that Air Florida plane crashed into it, right? You know? <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it was like you know, that was uh, that uh, Howard Howard and Robin and. Um, and uh, the, you know, I mean, FM radio was like different than, you know, FM radio was different than it was. Uh, um, the music was different then. I mean, you know, like like there's you know, Skinner. Skinner was pop music. You know what I'm saying? Right, you right. Know, like um, uh, Aerosmith was pop music that was top ten stuff. You know, and it's not like it's not the it's not the dinosaur of rock tour music that we know now. But, that's um, yeah. That's <laughs> why I love these stories, especially from different parts of the country. Is that um, they're they're li- they're listening to stuff that, just like you're saying, we're getting fed kind of the mainstream, the commercial stream. Even you know, I listen to AM radio. That's what got me into it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Well, parts of the country, that's all you could get in certain, certain times. Right, yeah. well, right. God, there was yeah, a, over in Montana, and you're not finding it yet. Right, right. Yeah. right. Well, there there was like you know there was there there were some AM stations, but they were all like really they were they were very 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 country. I mean, very, very, very country. I was like, you know, like really drowning in that because of the part of the country I lived in, and you know, the people. You know, I was doing construction work, and you know, I was like, like so, I, like the most you you drown in a lot of country. So there's stuff that like I've learned to appreciate over time, you know, that I really was like, oh, man, it's lame, man. 
you know, it's like more, you know, <laughs> it's like more this, more rock, you know, you know, it's just, it's, it's a journey. Yeah. But I, I really, um, I really, uh, you know, I really, uh, you know, there's, it's hard to find radio that like is, is not, you know, the same stuff you hear, you know, everywhere anymore. Right. Um, there's a, gosh, there's, I wish I, I think it's, uh, it's a border radio out mm-hmm. of Tucson. Mm-hmm. That is, um, it's, it's 89.5 here in town. They have an AM station. Like that is probably the best radio, like, F, like radio station I listen to. Yeah. Like I think right we now. talk about this station that yeah. almost every show that yeah, I, yeah. that I've done uh, uh, so I, far. I cannot recommend it enough. Like you can get it online. The, the other one that's really cool that actually like does sound like music, like radio from the seventies is uh is um the gulch which like uh, you know you have to listen to it online but it's absolutely wonderful music absolutely wonderful music and uh, is that out of cottonwood yeah no actually it's out of jerome oh jerome yeah they have a they have a they have a very they have a very very tiny fm like transmitter like their their license is just for that but they can go online and you can like do it that way which uh which is actually more it's it's I think it's a better way currently because there's a lot of money and regulation and stuff that goes in with getting a bigger transmitter, right? And, you know, and uh, um, but you know, but yeah, it's like other than that, really the you know the the radio dial like the radio dial is pretty uh, it's pretty barren now, you know, it's pretty barren now, you know. Um, How about you, Dennis? Was there? I, I, I understand, uh, you know, there's this magical time when we're, whatever, 12, 13, uh, 14, when we hear... You mean, you mean puberty? Is that what you're P- saying? Puberty. <laughs> well, for me, for me, like I mentioned, I was a surfer brat, so, um, you know, I had to drive quite a ways to get to the beach when I could. Back back before I had my license, I had to uh, rely on other people to take me, but... But on the music scene, uh, I kind of went the other way. I, I headed from Fontana over to, to San Bernardino and the Riverside area because those were the bigger cities around me back then. And uh, it was—it seemed like every other week I was either uh, going to listen to Buffalo Springfield live or Dick Dale, and uh, who just passed away. Rest in peace. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I'd go to the Riverside Armory, and Dick Dale would be playing there. Um, uh, and then I would run over to uh, San Bernardino Orange, and yeah, like I said, Buffalo Spring would be Buffalo Springfield would be there. So where did they the come out of? Stuff. Where did where did Buffalo Springfield come out of? Are they from that area? Well, I, you know, I I don't know all of the background on that. I I was uh, I grew to be a, a big Crosby, Stills, Nash fan. Right, right. So uh, once they got into David CSN Crosby and all that, there, and, and then uh, Steve Neil Stills Young, with Manassas, Steel, 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 right, and, right, and, and, yeah, and Neil Young and, and I, for Rich some Fury reason, back and, uh, when and when back when Dave Crosby was a sex god because he was <laughs> now and then you look at him now you're like really and his like, back then he was a sex god. Yeah, but yeah. you know some <laughs> of those like, some of those groups that came out of those guys besides Crosby, Stills, Nash. You know, you had um, uh, Poco came out of those yep. guys, which was just a great group, and I really love that too. And then, of course, Manassas formed. And uh, so, anyway, that was kind of my background too. But then, uh, again, back to going down to the beach area, you know, I'd be listening to Wolfman Jack at night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and he was, he was big back I then. I never you know. got to hear that radio oh. show except like on like the tapes, man. It always yeah. bummed me out. Well, you know, after a while, he ended up uh, having to go down to Mexico, and he was he was broadcasting on Tijuana. <laughs> yeah, so 
awesome. yeah, yeah. So, but the but good old Wolfman Jack, and and then of course back in those days, you know, we'd always stay up till two in the morning, and then we'd be catching waves at five thirty, and uh, so it, it was a good time to grow up back then. Um, again, things that just we did things back then that no one could ever do these days. Yeah. I had a I had a gentleman sure. named uh, Jim Ladd I used to listen to, and uh, he's now on Sirius XM, but then that was KMET was the first um, station that he was on. And he was freeform FM, um, played what he wanted, and uh, a lot of long songs, and... Um, and he got, he got probably yeah he probably got uh, fired from a couple of stations for for doing so. But uh, you know, so these days the reason why I bring up this conversation at each show is is how do we how is our how do we digest our music these days? How do we assimilate our music? Where do we get it? How do we listen to it? Um, we used to save up for forty fives and albums and couldn't wait till they came out. Um, and so it's 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 a different community now, and I've I don't even have CD players anymore, man. Right, right. You know, I was like trying yeah. to like I was trying to give somebody a CD. And like I think it was, I think it was Dan Shaw, maybe you know. I think I was trying to give him a CD. He's like, I, don't, I have no way to play it. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Can I stream this? Yeah, you know, it's like everything, you know, like everybody listens to it on like our little, you know, mobile devices now, man. Yeah. For me, you know, Pandora is kind of my way I go now. I, I build my own stations and, and uh, I, that's what I like to listen to. And so I'm just flipping through those stations myself, you know. And it's, it's bad, though, because yeah. you don't get to discover new. It's really... Um, it's really right. It's, it's really exactly. Well, there's exactly. no liner notes and like right. that. The, the other things we used to do with the album covers, you know, very, Im- <laughs> very important things, you know. So you know. yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Roll the big doobie on it, man. Right. You know? Seed you stems, know? right? Yeah, yeah like you know, you know, go like shake that stuff out, or you know, like, you know and uh, other things. But yeah, it's like. Um, it's like uh, you know, the, like the, the, it's it's really sort of it's really sort of like the, like sort of went from being, you know, like, and it's just been the last I think ten years or something like that. Like where it's like all of a sudden it's spoon fed again. It's like this is what you get to listen to unless like you have unless you have money for a record player, or if yeah. you're I mean uh, I find uh, you, you we all I know you do too but we find unique and new music but i i aggressively look for it oh yes you have yeah, to yeah, I aggressively you have look to for it. and for those of you that are listening support local artists support local venues yes, go yes. out and see live music that is where you're going to find up-and-coming artists that's where you're going to find people who have influences that you've never heard about and they will turn you on to other artists yeah. that they're into and, and there's there's a there's a lifeline a streamline of of consciousness um, out there when you go out and you check out live Buy music. the merch. Put right, money right, in the exactly, tip jar. Exactly. Don't be afraid to pay like a, like a reasonable cover charge to hear like to hear a band, you know, because like you know really the the venues the venues you know the venues don't really have any money well, i know we ain't got no money you know <laughs> but like so so like the, the what happens is is you get the stuff that you support and if you want so, you know if you want something new if you want you know like to do stuff like see stuff go out and like be fearless so 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 you, you know so you you know you buy a beer and spend like spend a couple of bucks in a place and you go i don't like this band it's worth the look because you might have liked them, 
you know. And uh, there's a, you know, there's, gosh, man, in this town, good lord, in this town, man, there is so much music in this town. And like, I'm, I was, I, I, I love sitting at the Jersey Lily, like on on those Tuesday nights, like before I go on. And I talk to tourists, and I tell them that like from for ten minutes walk from where we sit, there are there's literally like like eleven or twelve live music venues, you know, and they're full of wonderful stuff every 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 weekend. Local stuff, people come in. Um, you know, we're starting to like you know Prescott's starting to push its way out. So now we have Mark's Beer Garden. Um, and we have the windsock, which is like, you know, turning into like a, a, a new place, but yeah, yeah. And Chino, Chino for like Chino, um, big daddy. Oh yeah. He's like, Matt's going to say big daddy E on the radio. <laughs> but yeah, big daddy, big daddy E's, which is like barbecue and, and singer, you, songwriter you do a show stuff. there, Les? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'd like, I'd, I've been, I've been, I've been, uh, that, uh, that place is, uh, um, it's the food's great and. Um, you you know, he, he, where else are you gonna or where else are you gonna like see singer songwriters do the stuff that they do in this setting, you know, um, you know, uh, and so yeah, just like the, 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 be adventurous, go out, go look, go out. look in your neighborhood, you know. If you're in Prescott Valley, there's like a couple venues there, you know, like and just go. Speaking you know? of live music, would you honor us oh. with another song? He's <laughs> like. How do I get him to shut up? <laughs> I'll do a little plug here for uh, the distillery in town, yes, Two yes, Thumbview Distillery. Please, it's a yeah. place I hang out a lot and yeah. uh, have had a lot of opportunities to play yeah, that too. Yeah, the Ping and, Brothers. Oh, shout yeah. out to Doug Ping, man. Yeah, uh, shout out to Doug. Shout and, out to uh, Doug Ping, man. Get better, have buddy. A good recovery, yeah. there, Doug. Quickly, we all need you. All right. Yeah. All right. So this is a different thing. I um. Yeah, I gotta I gotta let Dennis goodbye here. Okay. So I wrote this song with Dan Shaw. And it's uh, uh <laughs> really really tend to write songs only about the pain and suffering that one one goes through in the music business. <laughs> or or like or, or like, you know, or, or women. Because they're the only things that that, that that really that I really know anything about at all. You know? <laughs> <So> <laughs> right. So this is a piece called um, I don't know why she thinks the world mean. So. Chairs are my biggest fans in Arizona. I sing stacked up bar stools in Tennessee. Some damn fool tried to steal my accent, Texas, Arkansas. 
I broke his nose and paid a lawyer's fee. I washed up in my driveway late November. Cold and tired and broken, hungry. She met me at the front door with loving. Don't know why she thinks the world of me. No, I don't know why she thinks the world of me. Yeah, I bring my guitar to the bed. She rolls her eyes and shakes her head. Well, I write my songs and she listens to me, tells me I got it wrong, yeah, I got it wrong. Spent the winter writing songs and making money. The springtime come on packing up my gear. She sent me out the front door with loving. Don't know why she thinks the world of me. No, I don't know why she thinks the world of me. Yeah, she listens to my hopes and dreams and helps me plan out all my schemes. Well, I bring my guitar to the bed. She rolls her eyes and shakes her head. Yeah, she shakes her head. Cheers of my biggest fans in Arizona.
Gorgeous, gorgeous. Is that one brand new? Or? Um, well, it's not that brand new. It's <laughs> like it, that's a. It's probably it's a, like it's a, it's newer. You know, Excellent. you know. I, you know I, I try to write. I try to write song every day, and like you know, like most of them. You, you know, you know how it is. Most of them, you're just like, oh no, you know. But that one really. Uh, um, that like that one really had a good. You know, it has a good feel to it, and it's the truth. You know, like a lot of a lot of us guys. You know, we you know, like when we're, we you know you grow up, you get married, right, and much like Jim's wife is letting us use the living room, you know, like uh, she's laughing. She heard that. <laughs> she heard that. Well, you know, the, like our, uh, like the, the, the women in our life, you know, our, our partners, you know, you know the, our partners, they, they, they really support what we do by allowing us the space to go do it and realizing that this is something, realizing that this is something that like, you know, I mean, you know, the, the, well, it's part of the package. Whatever, whatever else there is, you know, it's like this thing where, like, you know, okay, I'm gonna be gone a lot playing music. Okay, you know, <laughs> you know, it's fine. It'll be fine. You're gonna come home, right? Yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. But yeah, it's like I think it's really that it's about that. It's a, it's a, it's a salute to the women, yeah, the women that put up with us. Beautiful, you know? beautiful song. Well, uh, Dennis, it is it is now your 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 turn to get into the hot seat, sir. <laughs> and while the adjustments are being made, again this Friday, uh, the seventeenth of May, from six to nine p.m., I'll be featuring Mr. Dennis Bennett and Mr. Leslie Earl Lyman at Mark's Beer Garden from six to nine p.m. Um, and please do come down; it'll be such a great time. And they've got some great smoked meat, some great people down there. And I think you'll find it to be a little slice of heaven. While we're talking about wives, I want to give a big shout out to my beautiful wife too, Joyce. And uh, just like Les says, you know, she uh, has made changes in her life to accommodate my love for music too. So you uh, find a woman like that, you gotta hold on to her. And we're going on 37 years, so I'm very, very lucky with that too. So this song, this song here. I ran into this cat up in uh, Alberta, up in Calgary, and I was walking around. I used to, uh, I was working up there for 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 a spell up there too, and I was in the oil business. And, and um, but um, came into this club, and then I met this guy named Dave McCann, and I went, "Wow, this guy! I've never heard of him, and really liked his music." And um, he gave me one of his albums, uh, Dave McCann and the Firehearts. You ever get a chance to uh, call this guy up online and listen to some of his work? Uh, really, really like it. And much like uh, we were talking about earlier and Les mentioned too, uh, Americana music's a little bit more, it's newer to me also because I was raised uh, as a hippie, long-haired hippie, lived in a commune and all that stuff. And um, so, uh, you know, that's where I was from, a lot of San Francisco music and a lot of, a lot of from that. And then, uh, but meeting friends, um, had a bandmate from Montana, he introduced me to the country. Um, and um, since I've been in this town, I've been introduced more to Americana and really appreciated it too. And found out that uh, there was a lot of stuff I knew before that really fell into that venue. <laughs> anyway. So uh, th this particular song is about uh, a musician and his, and his struggles on the road and what he's going to do and, and uh, going from town to town and how it's going to work out for him. It's called Unfamiliar Ground. Mm -hmm. 
Just outside this door, the world await what for? Gave up the chase and she brought me in. Yeah, a woman like that's hard to find. Couldn't find the words to make her mine. Now I'm dreaming out this windshield all alone. Everybody want to make a killing this time around. I just want to find some friends on unfamiliar ground. Broken-hearted angels throwing pennies at my feet. I just got to be somewhere. Got to be somewhere. I ain't breathed before. Everybody's sleeping, but I'm just getting in. World's about as heavy now as my heart and my head. I was gonna hang up this guitar, find me a new sound. Head south at night, start again. Everybody wanna make a killing this time around. I just want to find some friends on unfamiliar ground And broken-hearted angels throwing pennies at my feet I just gotta be somewhere Gotta be somewhere I ain't breathed before And I know my hands are shaking and I know my heart's been taken too many times. I lost sight of life It's a trickle behind me And all those beautiful smiles In those little mountain towns As I roll tonight Out here in the darkness I can't help but smile As I leave it all behind But everybody want to make a killing This time around Wanna find some friends on unfamiliar ground Broken-hearted angels throwing pennies at my feet I just gotta be somewhere Gotta be somewhere I ain't breathed before I ain't breathed before I ain't breathed before Excellent, excellent. Yes, the ladies in our lives. Yes. Um, 
That's well, I mean, you know, just it's, it's a source of inspiration. That's oh, you know, yeah. as far as writing goes, and um, oh, yeah. or just your life partners um, in general, uh, and uh, how to make it all work, how to balance it out, you know, so that uh, they still get what they need, you get what you need, and kind of y'all figure it out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that topic about songwriting, that's one of the problems I keep running into with songwriting. I keep wanting to write these mushy songs that really don't do anything, and they really don't tell the story like I want to tell it. So yeah. it, it, it just at some point, I'm going to get that right. Keep yeah. doing it. The, the, yeah, yeah. Like, say that again, but with the microphone close to your mouth. You couldn't hear me? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, but the thing, the, the, the whole trick to it really is like, you know, it like it doesn't matter if it's podcasting, songwriting, whatever whatever it is, like the first one you do is not gonna be very good, you know, because it you know, it's just not. It's it's, it's not, not gonna be very right. good because you haven't you haven't you're and it's and, and it's not good for you because you're not able to like, you know, you haven't done it before, but like you just keep doing it and it gets better. It's a craft. So like you know, every like for me, every day I get up and I write a song and even if I don't hate it you know, even you know, even if I hate it, like I've written a song, and so it makes it makes it a lot easier to like, you know, it makes it a lot easier to actually get to the you know the point where you can do stuff. I mean, there's, um, you know, there's 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 a lot of guys that just drip music and they drip words, you know, and sadly, you know, like uh, that's not you know that's not me other than talking, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, <laughs> but yeah, like the song will it. will tell you too. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. song will let you know if it's. A dog that needs to be taken to the backyard, or if it's something that really speaks to you and something that really feels good in your hands and yeah. sounds good, and it doesn't. Sometimes we strive to write more complex music with more intricate chord changes, and sometimes it's just the really simple stuff yeah, you know, that that, Guy that, Clark. that that speaks to you. Guy Clark, three chords and the truth. The 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 trick I think is the truth. And trying to get it to where it doesn't fe- right. it doesn't feel it doesn't feel false to you. Right. And um, one of the things I've never really been able to do as a songwriter is like inhabit. I've done it once or twice, but it's really difficult for me to in, like get in somebody else's head and look at stuff you know through their eyes. You know, uh, that's you know some some people can just do that. You know, there's a that just comes out of them. You know, and um, John Prine did that. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean yeah, uh, yeah uh, hello in there. Yeah, you know hello in there. Um. But yeah, man, dude, I'd like I'd strong, dude. You, you these things you feel strongly about, you just have to figure out a way to convey them that doesn't sound false to you, and then you go out and you play them, you right. know, and they get better. They yeah. you, they get better. Yeah. I mean, but Dennis, you're you're right. Um, writing a love song is. That's now you should never start there. Yeah, well, it, yeah. <laughs> like, really? I'm gonna yeah. sit down yeah. and, and, and write, I, and write I'm right a love there song. At that detour sign right now because though. the songs they become love songs, but not because they're love songs. They become love songs because they keep speaking to you, and they and the inferences and the ways that they approach it could be it doesn't have to be the love of your partner it could be the love of life it could be the but you know it's just um it it, it comes through but to say but to sit down often and say i'm gonna write a love song usually doesn't turn out not not for not not unless like you're like you know like rodney crowell or you know 
Or, I mean, t- you know, pick a pick a great songwriter. You know, I mean, those guys. I think I'll write a love song, <laughs> and then you're like, dude, how did you do that? Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You, you just went to the bathroom for ten minutes. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> seriously, I was I was gone for ten minutes. I come back and like, here's this song. Okay, it's arranged. Okay, uh, you know, so like it's like let's go. And I'm like, how did you do that? You know, because I have to have like this really serious. You know, I have to I have to like write it and I have to play it out for a year. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, and I think. I think um, the different times in your life um, and what your concentration is and what your your stream of consciousness is at that moment, um, if you're open to being an artist and open to just letting your guard drop and and letting it happen naturally oh, yeah. and yeah. Tru- truthfully. When we're younger, we have the, the talent to be really enthusiastic about certain things and certain songwriting concepts. And stuff just kind of runs through us a little bit with, without having to think about it quite as much. And then as we get older, um, we might think about it too much. And then we don't. So there's, there's you know, yeah, maybe there's no perfect time. There's, sure. there's no perfect approach. Um, every songwriter, I'm sure, comes at it in a different way. Yeah. You have to face your demons. You have to, like, I mean... Yeah, like you have to like go in there and look at like what's bugging you and then be like and talk about it because that'll be true. And it'll be, you know, something that like come when it comes out, when it comes out, it like you sort of make yourself vulnerable, you know, like uh, um and that's really one of the that's I think it's the hardest thing that most that that, uh, that I've had to learn how to do is get in front of like get in front of an like an audience and then you know, write a song or play a song that's like say um about my about you know my wife's you know cancer survivorship right you know and like and just go like and and really feel it and and, and you know, project that and be and be okay with like being and like having a hard time speaking afterwards and stuff it's you know it's it's really hard it's like it's Doing easy it to, it's it's, it's yeah. easy to get in front of people and be you know, and kind of be funny and make people laugh it's difficult to get in front of people and go this is my agony this is my, you know, this is my, this is my grief. This is my addiction. This is my, you know, this is, my, you know, it's very, very hard because it's not stuff you share, you right. know, you know, and like, that's you know, like almost all the guys that we like, you know, they do that, you know, they do that. They're like, and it's, it's, it's remarkably hard to do, you know, it's like, hi, I'm really, I'm really upset about, I'm like, not just upset, but. I think agony is probably the best word. I'm like I'm like in psychic agony. When over this. when we put together yeah. sets of of music, though, yeah, you yeah. know, we kind of need to have it all in there, yeah. right? Yeah, it's you like, can't just bum people out all right, night. But, exactly. But those but the, but, but and and you know. and those upbeat songs too. If if you approach them in a soulful way, yeah, yeah. you know, can it's like there. It's all will lend itself to each other. You oh know? yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. have to. You have to like. You have to. You know, people don't want to. Like, you, you want people to not like want to commit suicide when you're done. You know. Yeah, yeah. So okay. Little shout out first yeah, to you by please, the Birdcage please, please. too, because uh, oh, Bird Wednesday Cage. Wednesday night is songwriters night, and so a nice Dave night Whitley. to get into town. Dave Whitley. yeah, Dave Whitley's down there, and uh, and each uh, Wednesday night they've got a featured song uh, songwriter. Good venue, uh, check it out. Shout out to Dave Whitley, man. Yeah. Like, like the, he's the, he is, if not the best, one of the best, like singer songwriter guys in town. And it is a crime. It is should be a felony crime that that guy is behind a soundboard and not touring, you know, somewhere, yeah. you know, writing yeah. songs for somebody. 
I was lucky enough to be able to showcase him and Laurie McDonald at the same nice. show. Yeah, I missed and, that. Um, they were so happy to be there for each other and so happy just to be there. You know, God, what a beautiful thing. Peeps, two people so extraordinarily talented that have been in the community of music, whether it's here or other parts of the country, for the last 30 years probably. Uh, more Longer than longer us. Than and, we've been, yeah. and we've been here long enough to where like... And just so you know. <laughs> generous and kind. And, you know, I have to say, you know, I've met some famous people and um, the ones that are truly kind... And just really humble about their their craft. You you know you hear it in their music, in their uh, musicianship, um, and of course there's you know the theory that you don't want to meet some of your heroes, you know, <laughs> because they might just crush your dreams. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, everybody has a bad night, man. You right. Know? Like, yeah, dude, a lot of times you meet these guys and like you know they're they're old. There, no, well, you know, like someone um, <coughs> was talking to me about meeting Clapton. Like, I mean, you know, and Eric, this is like this is like five or six years ago. Eric, Eric, Eric is like he's he's an old he's an old guy. He's had substance problems, a lot of tra and he's touring and like he probably you know as an old guy like you know I can't even imagine what his life is like touring because you know you got to get up and I'm gonna stand and play guitar for like you know right. <laughs> two hours and then get in a bus and go again. And my so, knees hurt. And and, yeah. and and you know my knees hurt and like you know and and yeah. he was a, he was a little I don't I less don't think... than generous because like you know, he was like kind of sh short with them they were like. They were they were hurt, and I was like, dude, like just he's the guy. Right. Shake his hand, like get right. get some of the mojo, man. Be. Happy. I don't think a lot of people in general that aren't musicians but lovers of music um, understand what it takes to have a life in music and have <laughs> have a career in, in music. It is a tremendous sacrifice of relations, of. Um, your mental state of mind of, <laughs> if of, you have one if you Constantly. have one right um, <laughs> of uh, the business of music which is an oxymoron in, in, in itself there's, um, or there's art, music the and there's the art. business of music right you know, and so uh, yeah just here's props to all the people that we admire all the great singer songwriters out there that are the architects of what it is that we love and appreciate today, and, and, and the people in this town busting their butts doing the same thing. Well, you oh, know, right, but right. we do it because, like, I don't like. I I can't speak for anybody else, but you know, pretty much, basically, I I I have this. I have to do this. I have to. I know you have to do this. Dennis has to do this. Almost everybody you talk to, like, you you, you this is what we do. You know, we right. get out of bed and we go play music and we get up and we go to the open mics and we get up and we write songs and we get up and like you know and and play to chairs and stuff or not or right. like big rooms no, or we, this, we, we have we to do. we feel compelled it's it's part of the air that we breathe now would someone like to play some outro music for mr santos and we'll go ahead and wrap up this i even forget which episode this is i believe this is our fourth it could be our fifth of the Howling Coyote Tour Radio Hour. Two hundred and six overall, and I think it is your Excellent, excellent. So, uh, Mr. Leslie Earl Lyman and Mr. Dennis Bennett, this Friday, the 17th of May, 2019, at Mark's Beer Garden in Prescott, Arizona, from 6 to 9 p.m. Come on down. We rotate chairs. Me, me myself, and I are going to be playing a little bit, too, Mr. Jim Sobo. 
And uh, I now give the mic over to Mr. Matt Santos, the creator and orator of themilehighshow.com.
couple of blocks away breaks a spell and I realize how cold and wet I am so slipping and sliding and cussing the mud I walk back to my truck and go on home where my woman waits for Water pouring down my neck. Yeah, lately things have been moving so fast I can't seem to catch my breath. Every now and then it's good to slow down and get all this garbage out of my head. 